Hi, Star Wars fans. I'm Ryan Walker, and this is Jump to Lightspeed. Welcome back, Star Wars friends. Well, if nothing else, this month-long journey of National Podcast Posting Month is proving to be a learning experience. Everything that I'm doing this month, from the length of the show to, to the hardware I'm using to record, to even my basic editing workflow, I'm purposely doing differently from what I do with me and my Padawan. I, I'm doing that intentionally, eh, mostly as a challenge to learn some new skills. So far, for example, I've learned how to use the compressor and leveler features of my editing software with, I think, pretty decent results. Well, I also learned an unintended lesson yesterday, and that is, when you're discussing something kind of newsworthy on a podcast, maybe don't wait 10 hours between recording the episode and publishing the episode. So, if you listened yesterday, thanks for coming back. You probably heard my PSA alerting you to the possibility that Disney Plus might not be available on Amazon streaming devices. Now, this was a true statement at about 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon when I recorded the episode. However, unbeknownst to me, between 2 o'clock and the time that I finally got around to publishing the episode at 11 o'clock, please, please don't judge me, um... Disney CEO Bob Iger had an earnings call during which he announced that they had finally worked out a deal with Amazon. So, to all of my nine loyal listeners, I, I, I would like to apologize for the unintended spreading of misinformation. Uh, if you are an Amazon household, Disney Plus will indeed be available to you on Tuesday. Moving forward with this project, I will definitely try to do a better job of double-checking my facts before pressing publish, especially when I discuss a topic that is really subject to change at any moment. Now, while reading up on this and looking for details of the deal, of which nothing specific was really announced apart from the existence of the deal, I picked up on a few other items of note from that earnings call that I would like to share with you all today. Most of the call, for obvious reasons, dealt with Disney Plus and their expectations, goals, projects, and so on for the platform. I keep referring to launch day as November 12th, and that is true. If you live in the United States, Canada, or uh, the Netherlands for some reason, New Zealand and Australia will actually launch about a week later on November 19th, but for everybody else especially our friends in Western Europe, it looks like you're going to have to wait a little bit. March 31st was the date thrown out in the call for a launch in places like France, Spain, and the UK. So that was the first little bit. Uh, the second was a question asked by an investor about uh, lower-than-projected attendance at Disney parks in association with Galaxy's Edge, which, if you don't know, is the new Star Wars land that was built and had its grand opening earlier this year. The response was that Disney feels people are waiting for the park to fully open before planning their trip there. Now, if you're not familiar with Galaxy's Edge, its draw is 
being a mostly immersive experience, kind of like Avatar Land and Animal Kingdom. You, you go into Avatar Land, and it's like you're actually on the planet that Avatar took place in. There's, there's no, like, hidden Mickeys around. There, there's no, there's no like, Avatar-themed Mickey hats that you can buy. It's like you're actually visiting this other planet. So Galaxy's Edge is kind of similar. It's an immersive experience. It's like you're visiting this planet of Batu. There's only two rides in this land, of which only one has opened so far, and that is the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride, which is kind of like a life-size video game where four people work together to fly the iconic freighter. Uh, the really cool thing about this ride is that your performance will actually affect other experiences you have in the park. So if you, say, crash the Falcon, that information gets stored onto your magic band, I believe. And other cast members later on that interact with you, uh, maybe when you pay for a bill at a restaurant, for example, will see this and will talk to you about how, how could you possibly destroy such an important piece of Star Wars history. It sounds like a blast and I can't wait to experience it myself. Uh, the other ride, Rise of the Resistance, isn't scheduled to open until December in Florida and uh, January in California, but from what I've read, it sounds like it's one of the most ambitious non-roller coaster theme park rides ever attempted. Um, I guess there's really complex animatronics and it, you're riding this car on a trackless course um, while AT-AT walkers are stomping around you. Uh, it sounds pretty amazing as well. Personally, I thought it was kind of silly to open the park before it was finished, so I can definitely see waiting until it's finished as being a valid explanation for the lower attendance, especially for the cost of a Disney trip. Most of us aren't going every year or a couple times a year. We're, we're lucky we can go once every five years. Uh, spinning back around to Smuggler's Run for a minute... Iger mentioned that between the two parks, 1.7 million people have already experienced that attraction, which I have no frame of reference for scale for theme park rides, but it sounds like that's a pretty impressive number for the short amount of time that this area has been opened. The other Star Warsy tidbit from the call had to do with future TV projects. The question was about what the future holds for Marvel and Lucasfilm departments in a post-Skywalker and post-Avengers world. And, well, let me just read you Iger's response. Star Wars has three television series that are in varying forms of production and more in development for Disney+. And Marvel has many more so. While in the Star Wars case, Star Wars 9, which comes out this December, will be the last of the Skywalker saga. And we'll go into a high and will go into a hiatus for a few years before the next feature. There will be a lot of creative activity in the interim. I don't know if that was a direct quote or just kind of like a stenographer's uh, quick interpretation of what was being said. But the movie hiatus, that's not, that's not a surprise. We've known since at least August, maybe a little earlier, that after the rise of Skywalker, we won't see another Star Wars release until 2022. No, the surprising bit is the seeming confirmation that they have more Star Wars series in development beyond the Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor series and the Obi-Wan series. And that word more suggests, to me, more than one. So 
at least two. I'm not even going to try and guess what those series would be because it should be obvious from my faux pas yesterday that predicting the future is not my strong suit. But I'd love to hear what you think. What stories do you think are just begging to be told on the small screen? Send me your thoughts, and I'll share them in a future episode. You can send them to me by email at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at jump2lightspeed. As always, please hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcatcher you use. And if you see me on social media, then please consider sharing this podcast with others. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.